Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So everyone was shocked roughly a year ago when we found out that overdose deaths had increased 30% in a year. With many people blaming the pandemic and many people not blaming the pandemic. So the overdose death thing has been growing. Actually, it's gone up every year, except for one, since the 70s. Some people would say, see the war on drugs is a failure, let's stop it. Uh, My libertarian friends have wanted to legalize drugs forever. I've never understood how that would work. It just has never been explained to me in a way that makes sense to me. But anyway... um, so drug deaths have gone up. Well, it's a completely different thing than it was a few years ago. Remember, we talked about this all the time. It was huge. It was exploding. It was growing. It's what hillbilly elegy was about to a certain extent. Remember all the 60 Minutes reports of the big pharmaceutical companies that were sending millions of pills to one pharmacy in one rural town, and then that pharmacist would dole them out to anybody who claimed they had their elbow hurt, and all these people were getting hooked on painkillers and dying, and Rush Limbaugh went deaf. But those were real legal drugs not legally being, you know, distributed and used, but, or at least ethically being distributed and used. Mm-hmm. Completely different than what's going on now. So the numbers are out today. Another 15% increase from the 100,000 deaths to about 115,000 deaths. It's the fentanyl. It's the 
extra strong. The fentanyl's getting even more powerful, and the meth is more powerful. So they're combining the extra strong fentanyl with the extra strong meth. That's what it's doing. And it's not people getting hooked on painkillers anymore. Or well, people no, start, uh, are only, coming up with a way to get their painkillers and selling them to your neighbor or whatever. My only quibble is that it's related in that a lot of people who developed opioid addictions moved on to heroin, and then when you couldn't get heroin anymore, they're now on to the synthetics and getting them through the cartels and stuff like that. That's interesting. But most of the, the deaths, the increase in deaths, it's fentanyl and meth that is killing people. Don't, Doing speedballs. Goofballs, that's what it said. Speedballs and goofballs, whatever a goofball is. Uh, don't be doing the modern meth laced with fentanyl unless you want to die. You know, I remember during the height of the COVID panic, and it was a panic, um, we mentioned a number of times that San Francisco in particular was having far more overdose deaths than COVID deaths. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, Those numbers have exploded since then. They're dwarfing those numbers now. The numbers for March are just in. This is one city. Uh, that, 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 where is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, that, 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 45 additional deaths in March alone in one city from overdose. From this New York Times article, often synthesized in Mexico from precursor chemicals made in China, fentanyl long ago permeated the heroin markets of the Northeast and the Midwest, but recent data shows it has established a stronghold in the South, and West as well. The economics of fentanyl have just been pushing the other drugs out of the market. It's just so cheap to buy fentanyl and turn around and put it in whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you quoted last hour, and we should mention anytime we're on this topic, there is no such thing, according to experts, as safe recreational hard drug use anymore. Yeah, that's right. You just have no idea what's in it. If it is uh, from a chemistry set as opposed to grown in the ground, there's an excellent chance that it's been cut with fentanyl for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it's so incredibly potent, it's easy to transport, easier for the cartels, the smugglers, etc. So instead of, you know, oxycodone or whatever, or, or, you know, and, and high school kids, I guess, do pills these days. They take like one... Uh, I'm I'm not good at the drug names these days, but the just they want to get a little high for a while. But that pill is not from a phar- pharmaceutical company. That is a fake made by a cartel to look real, and it's probably got some fentanyl in it. It's just oh my god, it is Russian roulette in a way it was not for my generation. And trust me, I'm not coming at this from some some sort of Nancy Reagan panty waist don't do drugs thing. I uh, I knew my way around a good time as a youth. I'll just say that uh, it is completely different it's like the difference between casual sex in 1968 and at the height of the aids epidemic especially if you're gay um it's just it's a different time you got to treat it differently yep it, it, one way that would slow it down obviously would having secure borders like every other country in the world different time. yeah absolutely it wouldn't eliminate it completely but it would sure help editor of the lamp whatever that is wrote a piece wondering if states are making a mistake in legalizing gambling. Before the legalization of online gambling, the great majority of Americans would go their entire life without being tempted to seek out a bookie or fly to the handful of jurisdictions in which in-person sports betting was permitted. He's writing in the Atlantic. What millions now face are endless deceptive advertisements aired during the most watched television broadcasts in America, inviting them to risk their money on platforms funded by venture capitalists rather than by organized crime. Today, total wagers are already in the neighborhood of $120 billion. 
a year, and the Supreme Court's ruling in favor of online gambling in 2018 is unlikely to be reversed. To shield a tiny portion of the population who engaged in behavior that might once have been considered immoral or harmful, as many people prefer to prefer to put it now. I like harmful better than immoral, I think, as a, uh, a way to describe various activities. I'd have to think about it. I'm not but, putting a moral judgment. I just don't think it's a good idea for you to do that. Um. Anyway, any thought on that? I remember I brought, I think it was me who brought, it might have been you brought to the show, an editorial talking about that very question, and it had to do with, what was the term they used? Something like proximity or geographical something or other. The idea was that if you have a temptation to do something immoral or uh, unhealthy or whatever you term you used, um, and society moves it so close to you geographically or logistically that it's effortless to do it. Absolutely. That, that is a major move by a society, and it will result in a huge multiple of people engaging in that unhealthy behavior. Right. Um, well, you the, know, the libertarian in me is like, well, mind your own business, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, uh, my, my DNA is to be that the government saying you can or can't do this is abhorrent. But on the other hand, w- what you just said is so clearly true. Um, so that that's where it gets confusing to me. The idea that, you know, you're, you're never going to go through the, the flight or the bus ride or the being in the area of town or whatever to do X, but now X is okay and right next door. <laughs> So, right, and I it's, a, and it's it was... a strong human temptation that's just built yeah. into us. And so the 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 libertarian idea, and again, I lean that direction. But just the the idea of nope, nope, we're going to we, the the principle is we're going to put every bit of temptation right in your face all the time, and human beings are strong enough to avoid that. Well, are they? What about the ones who aren't? You know, some of that article is is uh, f- filtering through the mists of my cloudy mind. I remember they were talking about how you can have Las Vegas and Reno, one or two other, Atlantic City maybe, uh, and if you want to gamble, you can go there. But you can't go there every day. I mean, unless you live in Vegas, and then you're going to be destitute before long. Um, but that's good. That's a good balance. If you really want it once in a while, there it is for you. So for society, that's okay. But if it's if there's, for instance, an Indian Indian casino on every block, and you can gamble online. In fact, the major sports leagues now on TV. I watch golf all the time. Uh, that's uh, you know just one form of my exciting celebrity life: watching other people golf. Um, they constantly are having ads for here are the odds now for this guy to win, this guy to win, and this guy to win at this point in the tournament. And all you have to do is log on to blankityblank.com and then wager away your hard-earned cash on this golf tournament. I mean, it's gone from taboo to utterly in your face. Right. And so the question I would have, and I'll bet Tim, I don't bet, I guarantee you Tim Sandifer could answer this pretty quickly as uh, the most libertarian free people getting to do whatever they want, guy I know. Is there an example of it working in history over a period of time where all of the vices of humanity were available and legal right there in front of you all the time and society kept it together? That you had family structure and people working and all that sort of stuff that didn't fall prey to booze and drink and gambling and whores and everything else. 
Mm. Has yeah. it has it actually has the experiment done been done successfully? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, if there's one thing I think some of my libertarian brethren are guilty of, it is living in an academic world like I'm always accusing progressives of doing. Um, your experiment has never come anywhere close to success when actual humans have tried it. It sounds good. It looks good on the chalkboard, but it doesn't work. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Young people annoy me. I'm going to have to get over that because my kids are going from kids to young adults. And I am fully aware, having been one myself, what that is going to look like, I think. And uh, and I am willing to um, uh, give great latitude. I already am for various attitudes and that sort of stuff that comes with being a young person. It's just a child. You know, in retrospect, looking back, it is not your finest time. <laughs> that whole late teens, early 20s period is not not your finest work. <laughs> As our boss used to say sometimes, not your best work. Uh, yeah, your late teens, <laughs> early 20s. Have you considered being good at your jobs? But uh, young people's attitudes can drive me nuts. And uh, here's some hot chick I've never even heard of. She might be a household name to you. She might be Selena Gomez. I don't know. Bikini-clad Paige Van Zant. Is happy doing whatever the F I want right now, she says. And there's a picture of her in a bikini and a story to click on. If you click on that story, I want your license revoked. <laughs> I want all your tax money to go to someone else. And, uh, and tax and, money already goes to someone else. And you don't get to vote. You don't get to vote anymore. If <laughs> That's you click suppression. on Bikini clad Paige Van Zandt is happy doing whatever the F I want right now. Good for you, hot young person. That you do whatever the hell you want because you have no responsibilities. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody. Even people your age don't want to hear it. People who aren't your age, who have responsibilities, really, really don't want to hear it. Yeah, I didn't have anything to worry about either when I was your age. It ain't that way now, so shut up. And I've actually heard that name, which probably means she's a wealthy like yeah. Instagram influencer. Right. Yeah, well, she's on a yacht in the ocean in her thong bikini, so... Um, according to this picture they want you to click on. I didn't read the whole story, so I don't know all the details of how she's hot, rich, and does whatever the hell she wants. You know who wants to hear that? Nobody. And if you click on that story and read it, read it please revoke your own right to vote. Here's another story they want you to click on. I make my fetish gear from recycled tires to help save the planet. And it's a picture of a hot mm. chick, probably wealthy, in very little clothes, but made from recycled tires to help the planet. And then finally, well, that's very the, admirable. the most annoying hot chick social media story I've ever seen, and I didn't click on oh, it Oh, wait either. a minute. We're building up to number uh, one? Yeah. Wow. Those weren't even the most annoying. This is the most annoying. Models are too, <laughs> Models who are too beautiful for love unite to cry. It's out of our control. Wow. So we're supposed to feel sorry for them or something, I guess. And again, click on the story so you can read how these hot, wealthy Instagram models are too hot for love and how difficult it is for them. Is there there must be an audience for this or they wouldn't they wouldn't be wealthy, right? Who are you, man, woman or child? Who are you that wants this? It makes me want to set myself on fire, but you click on it and read the story? I mean, what the hell? 
Uh, as Abe Lincoln said, God must love the common people. He made so many of us. Simpletons spend money. Simpletons click. Do you know people who click on those stories? I don't think I do. Maybe I do, and I don't I know don't. it. In Paige uh, yeah, Van Zandt's defense, in Paige Van Zandt's defense, she was a former UFC fighter. She's in a different fighting league now, so she she got beat up for her fame. But that's just me defending Paige. Okay, okay. Still, right. still not going to click enough. on the. She gets to do whatever she wants because she's young, rich, and beautiful. Oh, I almost vomited. You know, I I uh, know I don't hang out with people like that. Although I've told the story before, I was getting uh, some physical therapy. And there's this really, really attractive woman who is part of the practice, a young gal. And um, and I got to admit, as a heterosexual male, I looked upon her and had occasional thoughts of lust in my heart. Um, and then uh, it was actually time for she was pinch hitting for somebody else and had to deal with me and help me with my uh, my situation. And all she wanted to talk about was celebrity gossip. It was her only interest. And I kind of tried just to be friendly, but it was like, uh, wow, okay, this is interesting. It was like having a foreign exchange student in my home. <laughs> so tell me again, the grandparents actually are in charge of it. No, it was like, you you don't want to discuss anything, not sports, not, not like music, not politics, not the weather. All you want to discuss is uh, which starlet is dating which handsome guy. Fascinating. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, and it depends on what your thing is. If you aren't into sports and you hang out with somebody that all they talk about is sports, it seems crazy, like a foreign exchange student. Like, I can't even imagine how this is interesting to you, but it is. So there yeah. you go. I'm all right. And the clickonomics My- proves that there's a giant audience for that. So, oh yeah, the biggest audience is is the folks who want that sort of thing. Michael, have you? Uh, do we still have the hot girls? We have problems too. Song. <laughs> I will, I will grab that. I've had that going it. through my head the entire segment, and yet nobody nobody thought of it? Come on! That is, uh, Come yeah. on! Hot girls, we're just like you. We have problems, too, except that we're hot. More or hot, less the hot, theme. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Hot girls, we have problems, too. We're just like you. We have problems, too, except that we're hot. All right, let's get to the hook again, because, well, that's fine. Hey, you keep misquoting it. This is Dylan-esque stuff. Get it right. Hot girls, we have problems, too. We're just like you, except we're hot, 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 hot. Here we go. There you go. Hot girls, we have problems, too. We're just like you. Shut up. And what you don't realize is that my attitude is not because I can't get with you. I actually find you appalling. <laughs> what does appalling mean? <laughs> that old man thinks I'm appalling or something. Yes, I do. Whatever. I'm just. Oh, boy, there's more. Ugh. I'm too pretty for this world, to paraphrase what I was just talking about. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. LASIK, LASIK.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So number one, block anyone you had a romantic interaction with. Like, obviously people you slept with is a no-no, but if I found out you held a hand and you're still following her, you're done. Number two, no following new women since the day we started dating, mm. um, period. What is that? That <laughs> is a woman sharing her list of rules for her boyfriend or a potential boyfriend. Yeah, man, in the modern world, the the, the opportunity for people to be if not straying, kind of dabbling in it, is so different than it was pre-social media and smartphone and everything like that. It's just a completely different world. Sure, just keeping the lines open, you know? Uh, just keeping the uh, the pathway to the door open. Yeah. In case I want to check back. Yeah, yeah, probably not great. So uh, we have all sorts of great stuff uh, to come. Interesting, uh, ripped from today's headlines, etc. But I found this study so interesting. Uh, we shared it very late in the show um, yesterday and, and had to leave some stuff out because we were pressured for time. But um, it's the story of a, a, a study 
headed up by a young, energetic, uber-curious, and brilliant scientist, allegedly, Samantha Joel. I have no uh, doubt of that. Uh, she was interested in using data in a different way to predict successful romantic relationships. Uh, specifically, they studied heterosexual folk. Um, uh, she had... A noticeably different approach from others. She did not merely recruit a new tiny sample of couples. Instead, she joined together data from other already existing studies. She reasoned that if she could merge data from existing small studies, she could have a large data set and have enough data to reliably find what predicts relationship success and what does not. Uh, and the plan worked, more or less. She recruited a large number of scientists who had collected data on relationships. Her team ended up including 85 other scientists and built a data set of uh, over 11,000 couples. Uh, size of the data set, uh, impressive, so is the information contained in it. For each couple, she and her term of t- team of researchers had measures of how happy each partner reported being in their relationship, and they had data on just about anything you could think of to measure about the two people in the relationship, from demographics to physical appearance, uh, how attractive did other people rate their partner, etc., hmm. uh, education, income, race, sexual tastes, how frequently did each partner want sex, more and how freaky did they want that sex to be? Super freaky. Uh, needless to say. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Interests and hobbies, mental and physical health, values on politics, relationships, child rearing, and much, much more. Further, Joel and her team just didn't have more data than everybody else. They had better statistical methods. Uh, Joel and some of the other researchers had mastered machine learning, a subset of artificial intelligence that allows contemporary scholars to detect, detect subtle patterns in large mounds of data. One might call her project the AI Marriage Project, first to utilize these advanced techniques, etc., to predict uh, relationship happiness. After building her team, collecting and analyzing the data, Joel was ready to present the results. Uh, results of perhaps the most exciting project in the history of relationship science and scheduled the wow. talk. Uh, the I- biggest project in the history of relationship science. Finally, Indeed. we have an answer. Why do these people get together and, uh, you know, how do you predict? Oh, this is fantastic. I can't wait to hear the results. She scheduled a talk in October 2019 uh, at a university in Canada with a straightforward title. Can we help people pick better romantic partners? And the answer is no, absolutely (laughs) not. And what's weird about that is even if you could, you'd have to tell your heart because your heart makes these decisions. Generally, your heart goes pitter patter for that person. And not that person. And you don't know why. You've never known why. But what are you going to tell your heart? No, 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 no. We've uh, run it through the most comprehensive uh, study in the history of relationship science. And your heart's going pitter-patter for the wrong person. It should go pitter-patter for that person. Well, I don't have any feelings for that person. That doesn't make any difference. What would you do with the information? The heart and the brain have to slug it out, see who wins, I guess. But the number one and most surprising lesson in the data, Samantha Joel told us, is, quote, how unpredictable relationships seem to be. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> uh, her, uh, her team of scientists found that demographics, preferences, and values of the two people had surprisingly little power in predicting whether those two people were happy in a romantic relationship. Uh, so we're done here. Or are we? In truth, there are important lessons in Joel and her co-author's machine learning project, even if uh, you know they, they failed in, in what they set out to do, which is frequently the way science goes, honestly, or at least sometimes. Uh, you'd end up discovering something, just not what you hope to. Uh, for one, while Joel and her team found that the power of all the variables uh, to predict a couple's happiness was surprisingly small, they did find a few variables in a mate that at least slightly increased the odds you'll be happy with them. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
But one of the things they they learned uh, is it, it deals with the question of how do people pick a romantic partner, and they talked about the uh, the shiny qualities, uh, someone tall if it's a man, someone of a desired race, even though most people never admit it. The shiny uh, qualities. Right, someone rich, someone in an enforcement profession, like a lawyer or fighter fighter, someone with a sexy name, uh, someone uh, just like ourselves, and then they go into unnecessarily uh, detailed detail, but uh, religious affiliation, height, occupation, physical attractiveness, previous marital status, sexual taste, similarity, one, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they called those the irrelevant eight because they just didn't make any difference in predicting happiness. There is something going on in our brains that is gazillions of years old about procreation and mating that picks up on things that we haven't figured out yet and tells you, tells your whole body, that's the person you need to be with, that's the person you need to be with. That's what I think. And if I'm going to be completely open-minded about it, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, monogamy and fidelity. Um, but I do find myself wondering whether the mating urge is even more distinct from the coupling urge than, than a guy like me would like to admit. Oh, well, um, I, when I say mating, I, I don't mean just, you know, having a kid. Because procreating is you have to, you have to get together, do it, uh, have a, a baby, and then raise that thing to, uh, you know, be able to go out into the world and procreate itself. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's real anthropological desire, i got to believe, in the body to find somebody you're going to stay with and raise the kid with, isn't there? You know, you're absolutely right, particularly for the first 99.9% of human history, uh, the male being there with a spear and ready to use it was incredibly important. Um, anyway, uh, they did discover one powerful predictor of whether people would be happy in a relationship. Say there's a person, John, who's partnered with Sally. You want to predict whether John is happy in the relationship. You're allowed to ask John and or Sally any three questions about themselves and use this information to predict John's relationship happy happiness. What questions would you want to ask? According to the head of research, blah, 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 some is, uh, other research in relationship science, the best three questions to figure out whether John is happy with Sally would have nothing to do with Sally. In fact, all would be related to John. The best question to predict John's happiness with Sally would be something like these questions. John? Were you satisfied with your life before you first met Sally? John, were you free from depression before you met Sally? John, did you have a positive feeling before you met Sally? In other words, uh, researchers found people who answered yes to such questions are much more likely to be happy in romantic relationships. In other words, a person who's happy outside the relationship far more likely to be happy inside as well. So, and there's actually a cute uh, sentence or two that data geeks and young researchers, they mostly like to explode conventional wisdom and sure. kind of cliched sayings, but they figure they found, nope, this one is true. So uh, using a relationship to get out of a emotional slump of some sort is not a good idea. Right, right. And, and you know, it's funny, as a compassionate uh, soul, I find myself thinking, well, wait a minute. If people are more or less unhappy or angst-ridden or depressed in life, that means they can never have a happy relationship. I don't think that's true. I just think if you find yourself unhappy in your relationship, you know, work on yourself. I think, speaking of ancient wisdom, um, make sure you're happy in your own skin. How do I put this? I'm not good at this stuff. I don't know. But to the earlier part of the study where they found kind of no rhyme or reason and me saying the heart wants what the heart wants, 
hasn't everybody, you know, fallen for somebody or had a crush on somebody, whether it turned into anything or not? And there's like no particular reason. Sure, you find them attractive, but usually in a class full, workplace full of other attractive people Mm. that didn't make your heart go pitter patter. So why? I mean, it's it's mysterious. Well, people use the term chemistry to talk about we get along well. We laugh at the same jokes or whatever. No, literally chemistry. Yeah, no kidding. I think something so deep within us, we don't even understand it. But the one that's fascinating, the one indisputable uh, uh, conclusion of this study was that and they put it like this. Call it the first law of love in the dating market. People compete ferociously for mates with qualities that do not increase one's chances of romantic happiness. Say that again. In the dating market, people compete ferociously for mates with qualities that do not increase one's chances of romantic happiness. Huh. Stupid people. Stupid heart. Yeah. The heart is an yeah. evil organ. It I really wonder, is. Well, it's it's an idiot, for one. Um, I wonder well, if it has to do with the modern dating versus uh, the dating for the first 99.98% of human history. Well, like I was a caveman and know how it went. Uh, okay, I'll just say, you know, uh, the past few centuries. Well, no, a lot of that was arranged marriage. Sure. I just, what I was driving toward, whether it's true or not, and I'm beginning to suspect it's not, is the process of getting to know someone and deciding if you're comfortable with them. Comfort. I, I, I don't, I've never done online dating, and I don't plan to, but... um. I wonder if the, I don't know exactly how it works, but if like, if it's matching up people based on like your likes and interests, is that the, is that a good idea? Is that the best way to do it? That's not exactly what the heart does in terms of look at that person. They make my heart go pitter pat. I'm going to go explore them in terms of seeing if they're interested. That's not based on a whole list of things that you put in a profile and that you know about them. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, The the one thing I want to throw in, because I read it a while back and it made great sense to me, is one of the great predictors of relationship success is whether, and I wish I had the categories in front of me, but there are just a couple of categories of people who, whether it's a negative thing, like a disagreement or a harsh word or something like that, or a positive thing, uh, uh, viewing a sunset together, you know, a, a romantic moment, whatever, there are some people who, for whom those moments are big, mm. both the uh, positive and the negative. And then there are some people who are much more detached. They might be wonderful people, but, you know, the sunset together doesn't mean much to them. And if somebody says something kind of cruel that they shouldn't have, that doesn't mean that much to them so either. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, no, that's the thing. If you're both the same, oh, it'll work. Oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Right. That makes sense. Interesting. Well, well, and you know, it's I'm not going to reveal too much, but my uh, youngest, who is a, a lovely young woman, it tends to be uh, good stuff is big and bad stuff is big. And she was with a guy for a while who we're all very fond of, but he was the opposite. He was the much more cool, detached type. And they realized after a while, this is not working and we can't quite figure out why. But I oh. think it was that. Oh, that's the worst feeling. The this is not working feeling is among the most unpleasant feelings anyone can have. Yeah, yeah, but uh, they parted as well as people can, I think. But uh, I've always believed that to be true. Maybe oversimplified, but true. Uh, you can comment on this anytime you want. Uh, we got a text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Economist and the YouGov poll about where people get their news and um, and who they trust, both print and cable and TV, uh, TV and all that sort of stuff. So what's the most trusted information outlet on television, Joe? And even it only has 52% of Americans trust it. The most trusted, half the country, only half the country trusts it. The Weather Channel. <laughs> and I think you 52% are misled because meteorologists are sociopaths. Wow. Wow. There he goes again. I think it's a fine, fine channel. Sonny if you're looking for weather. Bull ass. If you want weather on a channel, the Weather Channel's as good as it gets. Isn't it interesting that only half of America trusts the Weather Channel? <laughs> you know, now that you pointed out, you're right. Uh, and it has the um, the most consistency between Republicans and Democrats. It's about the same. <laughs> More liberal rain falling today. I'm not listening to this right-wing sunshine talk. Uh, The most politically polarizing media outlet is CNN. 
which it says here, a frequent target of Donald Trump. Oh, that's why Republicans don't like CNN and a lot of other people is because of Trump. Not stupid, because stupid Trump cult. Not because they've sucked for so many years and said all kinds of crap that wasn't true. And half their hosts have been fired for doing awful things. Not because of that. It's because of Trump. Wow. Trump. But it's interesting how much CNN has changed. A because Jeff Zucker is gone, and and B probably because the war in Ukraine. Kind of a happy coincidence for them. They are definitely recapturing some of their bona fides as a news channel. Yeah, if you're into the Ukraine story, Jake Tapper's show every day is must see TV. It's always great. It's hard to watch. It's rough, but it's really good. Um, back to the most trusted overall outlets: Weather Channel at fifty two percent, followed by BBC. At only 39%, uh, PBS at 41%, and then um, the newspaper, the Wall Street Journal, at 37%. Hmm. So those are your most trusted news outlets. And back to the breaking it down by party. So CNN is the most polarizing, with two-thirds of Democrats trust CNN. 11% of Republicans. And you 11%, have you watched CNN? (laughs) They remember it from the Gulf War. Right. Right. A 55-point difference, larger than for any other outlet. The second-largest partisan difference, I think you could guess, 49 points is for, um, or maybe you couldn't guess, is for the New York Times with 63% of Democrats trusting it and only 14% of Republicans. I thought you were going to say Fox News. Oh, um, Fox. I'll get to Fox. Uh, Fox News, 53% of Republicans trust 19% of Democrats. Only 53%. That is interesting. Only 53 of Republicans and as many as 19 of Democrats. I found both of those numbers kind of surprising. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that Fox regularly gets the tag of, you know, the, the, the outlier news network that sure, is just news is just ridiculous. It's not even close to having the disparity of trust that CNN has. You know what? I think I can explain part of that for Fox News. Okay. They have. Well, first of all, this is the era where if you dare say anything that seems critical of your team, people will turn on you for it. Um, I read the emails. <laughs> anyway, um, Fox News has a diversity of opinions. And so if you're more a traditional Republican, you're probably not in love with, I don't know, uh, Tucker, maybe. Um, and if you're a big Tucker fan, you're probably not thrilled with... Uh, you know, some of the midday news stuff, which is more down the middle. And then so, yeah, in an era where people are all fired up, Fox actually pre- presents a diversity of opinions. So they did polling on particular n- names in news, like well-known names, and most people didn't know the names. Keep that in mind, us, Joe mm-hmm. and I, uh, right. that most of these people that we reference and, uh, and, and you know, people watch your shows in the media, regular people don't have any idea who any of these people are. The vast majority, they got don't know who this is when they're asking about personalities. Um, it's kind of an inside-the-media thing to discuss all these people. Anyway, Anderson Cooper is the most trusted person at 44% of people trust him, followed by David Muir of ABC at 40, Brett Barrett, 39. Hmm. Um, if Brett was better known, he'd have a higher number because he's just a fabulous journalist. But many Americans, most, were not familiar with the names that they surveyed. So people aren't as into it as those of us in the media and those people in cable news and stuff like that think they are. Sure. There you go. Not surprising. 
Um, among Republicans, who's the most trusted name? Tucker Carlson. 65% of Republicans who are familiar with him trust him. Followed by Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, then Brett Baer, way down the line from Tucker and Laura Ingram at 54%. Hmm. Brett Baer's the most fair news show on any channel, if you don't watch it. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, humans are complicated. I think maybe they said trust and people answered in terms of who they were most enthusiastic about. Right, because the Democrat number is similar to what you just said. Cooper at 75 for Democrats, followed by Rachel Maddow at 65. Oh, please. She's full of crap. Stephanopoulos at 63. Wolf Blitzer at 62. Oh, I trust him to be a halfwit. The most amazing thing I learned out of that whole deal was that the most trusted information network is the Weather Channel, and it's at 52%. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.